and welcome to Let's Dive In. It's our little podcast. Where we have a go at answering questions all about life, the universe and everything in it. I'm Phil. And I'm Julie. So let's dive in. Hey Julie. Phil. I am pretty excited about this episode. I am always excited about all of our episodes. But why are you so excited about this one in particular? Well, because as part of our research, I met a giraffe at Dublin Zoo. Oh yes, that's right. You told me. Did you get the chance to interview the giraffe? No, I, I mean, it was too busy eating leaves and I had a feeling that if I put the microphone up, it might confuse it and eat, try to eat the microphone. So instead, I spoke to a very sound zookeeper, Tom, about the giraffes. I bet that was so awesome. Oh, yes. So elegant, grand creature, like with beautiful long neck. What, Tom, the zookeeper? Really? No, Julie, come on, the giraffe. (laughs) That makes more sense. So, as you were out doing some field reporting... I was in the field. ...with the giraffes, I think it's time to introduce this episode properly. Our question for this show comes from seven-year-old Ben. So, Ben, let's hear it. What is your question for us? My name is Ben and I live in Betty Samway and I'm seven years old. How did the giraffe get such a long neck? Thanks, Ben, for such a great question. And we've got giraffe expert and wildlife conservation biologist Fred Berkovich to answer that for you. And he'll be with us in a minute. But first, we want to know what you, our cherished listeners thought the answer was because because the animals pull all the grass legs and it's got its head stuck in air because of evolution and to get the food they needed because that's what giraffes have God invented diplodocuses and he likes them but after they died he wanted to invent invent something else like a diplodocus. <laughs> that was awesome. Now, just before we get to Fred to help answer Ben's great question, we just thought we'd have a quick little reminder to stick around until the end for Ashling's amazing fun fact segment. And if you love the show, please do subscribe, like and even tell us how much you like it by leaving us a review. So, Judy, can we dive in now? Let's. So Fred Berkovich spent his entire career working with animals. And as a young kid, he actually wanted to be Tarzan. So as a young animal, I mean, as a a young adult, his dream became a reality. In his early career as a researcher, he spent 12 years working with primates. And the first two and a half of those were in Kenya, where he worked with baboons. Which was my initial Tarzan phase, was I got to walk around with baboons. So I'm not swinging through the trees jungle-like, but I'm walking around with a habituated troop of baboons, and it was like nirvana. When he then joined San Diego Zoo to work on conservation, Fred switched his research to endangered species with a particular focus on giraffes. Now we'll hear more from Fred on how he got into his career and fulfilling his dream of becoming Tarzan in the last episode of this series. But for now, 
it's time to answer Ben's question. Fred, can you tell us then, from your research and your experience and your knowledge of watching the giraffes, why do giraffes have long necks? They evolved long necks mainly to feed on top of trees. So that's called the browsing hypothesis. They eat leaves at the top of trees. Now there's two other ideas. One is they evolved the long necks as a watchtower. They're so high up off the ground, they can look out for predators. And the third is that they're useful in terms of male-male battles because the males will sometimes swing their necks and hit an opponent um, in fighting. But when it comes to the structure, they evolved to live in a pretty arid environment, an arid and dry environment to cover long distances. And they managed to adapt to feeding on a scattered resource, which were trees that grew in this savanna environment. So they were able to eat food that other animals couldn't get. So instead of competing with other animals for food, they evolved to be able to go, we'll always be able to eat the food at the top of the tree because no one else is able to reach up here and birds don't eat leaves, so we're grand. Na, 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 is what I have in my mind that the giraffe is saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as the environment changes, so as the environment in Africa was changing over thousands and thousands of years, those the giraffe that had kind of longer necks than the friends, could not only look down on them and say, hey, Shorty, what are you doing down there? But they could eat those leaves and resources that were high up. Is there a, a fossil record of giraffes with short necks? Yes. And then there, there aren't that many, but there are a few that have been found. Some have shorter necks, some have longer necks. With that evolution of the neck, was it always the same amount of bones in that neck and they got more stretched out or bigger? Or how did this just the engineering of their neck kind of change over time? Yeah, no, that's a great question. In the fossil record and in almost all mammals, there are seven neck vertebrae. So there's only seven bones in the neck, whether you're a human, whether you're a giraffe, or whether you're a killer whale. What happened with evolution is over time, there's been a bit of tinkering. Wow. So in some animals, these seven bones get really crunched. It's like, go find a killer whale neck. Good luck. In giraffe, they're expanded. So giraffe have really large, their neck bones, some of them are like this big. How big is that? Can you give me a, a, a distance for the listeners? A third of a meter. 30 centimeters. When they're born, they're about two meters tall. One meter is neck. The rest is the body. <laughs> wow. So there you go, Ben. Several theories as to why the giraffe has such a long neck and if you had a long neck what would you do with it i would eat lots of leaves with it i would probably use it to reach high places that other people couldn't and help people scratch it when i wake up and walk with it when it's afternoon poke into people's gardens looking over the fence yeah okay Phil, I want to say, I was talking to my son about this and he's three and he's about a metre tall. And so I said to him that the baby giraffe was as tall as two of him. So stacking one on top of the other. Or I gave him the other option to help visualise it, which was that a baby giraffe was taller than his dad. 
you should have seen his face. <laughs> Poor little guy. He was like, uh, what? <laughs> well, I mean, to think of a baby anything being so tall is a little bit surreal, especially when you've not recently seen a giraffe. Yeah, I th- you know, I think the last time I saw a giraffe was about four years ago and the giraffe actually tried to eat my fingers that was a very surreal experience did that happen to you when you were at dublin zoo uh no uh, thankfully okay so what did happen well as i said i met with sound zookeeper tom who looks after all of the giraffes at dublin zoo right i think it's time that we meet these giraffes and zookeeper tom from dublin zoo Hey, Tom, we've come to the zoo and there are the giraffes. Where are they living exactly? What is this place? So the giraffes are housed up in the African plains. They, they live out on the African savanna. And it's a, it's a mixed habitat. They share the habitat with uh, scimitar horned oryx, common zebra and ostrich. And they all get on together. Like they would have been, they naturally kind of have a, a friendship. Are they all mates? Yeah, no, they do. They get on very well. Again, in the wilds, these are animals that you would find together again that's why they're all in the habitat together they would be found in the wild do you have a favorite giraffe out of all them or what's the i do have have a favorite giraffe Maeve would be my favorite she's our oldest giraffe she's 23 at the minute so how long do giraffes live um in the wild 15 to 20 years obviously in zoos they've no predators so their life expectancy would be a, a bit longer so maybe 20 to 25 and their necks obviously the main feature of giraffes do you have to do anything special to look after their necks it is possible that the males especially will get sore necks, so they sometimes like to spar or gently play fight. If we thought they had a sore neck, we'd give them pain relief. So if you were doing a procedure with the draft, they had to be knocked down. Throughout that procedure, we would massage the neck and our legs, and that's to keep the blood circulating through the body while the procedure is taking place. That's awesome. I mean, just in terms of what your job as a keeper, like, what exactly is your day-to-day like? So my day-to-day here is first thing in the morning when I start, we'll go down and we'll check on all the stock that are all obviously still alive. They haven't uh, sustained any injuries overnight, and just that they're in general good health. We'll then go and we'll clean up the habitat. Any of the faeces from the day before, we'll take out any old food. We'll replace that with all fresh food. Again, clean the habitat. And then um, we'll let them out in the mornings for the for the visitors to see. Obviously, cleaning up the faeces is cleaning up the, the poo that's been around for the day. Is that your favourite job? Absolutely not. There's, a, there's, there's quite a lot of it to be done. And yeah, besides picking up there, you have your own to pick up at home with the kids as well. So. <laughs> So obviously what you're talking about what comes out of them, food has to go into them. With the necks, do you have the trees, obviously particular special types of trees up high? Like is there a thing about that it's harder or better to have a neck for eating food low down or higher up? Which like is it, is there a particular thing about that? Okay, so obviously with the drafts being so tall and having the long necks, we do put our food up high. Um, it's more comfortable, a lot more comfortable for them. They do drink at ground level. So in the wilds, they would spay or spread our legs in order to be able to reach down and get the water. And, and how many giraffes do you have on site? Because it looks like there's, there's a whole herd of them here. So our herd consists of 10 giraffe at the minute. 
and they range in age from, like I said, 23, may have all the way down to two years old, which would be Z- Zabuni. Z- Zabuni? Yeah. So where, where do you get the names for the giraffes? Because Maeve is quite different to Zabuni. Yeah, they're very different names. So generally when uh, an animal has been born in the zoo, there's a competition put out and um, actually the public get to name the animals. So the names, the list is whittled down to a short list and then the staff get the, the final pick of the name. Which means they use their tongue, look much like a human would use their hand. So what they would do is they would wrap their tongue around the branches to strip the leaves off it. Okay, I was going to end it there, but like, I mean, you just thrown that in. Their tongue is massive. It's blue and they use it like a hand. That, that's insane. Yeah, well, like I say, they obviously have no hands, so that's how they strip the brows off. And the tongue is that long that they can actually clean their own ears with their tongue. So there's another interesting one for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just nasty. Giraffe's tongues, massive and covered in giraffe earwax. Tom, that's brilliant. Thanks very much. No, thank you very much. Take care. And how long do you think it would take you to slide down a giraffe's neck? 20 minutes. Maybe 5.6 seconds? I would probably say 20 seconds. About 5 seconds. Maybe 8 minutes. 8 minutes. Whee! It's a long slippery slide, isn't it? So, Phil, did you get a chance to meet Maeve? I, I met all of the giraffes, in fact. Well, I got to see all of them and I even got to feed one. I mean, they were just, they were a little bit nervous, but obviously because there's lots of people around and also there was more interesting trees on the side of where they were kept. So when you're feeding them, did you grab a bunch of leaves to put in their mouth or did you have something else to give them? No, that's exactly what happened. Tom gave me a branch with lots of chewy leaves on it and we had to kind of coax our giraffe over and it was really mad because they have the big blue tongue it was just like and I'm nom 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 it was it was actually just I was dumbstruck how just beautiful it was not the tongue the giraffe in my head I imagine that the tongue comes out and it almost like wraps around the branch and then like pulls all the leaves in towards the giraffe's mouth is that what happens yeah, they're so it's like that and they rot and their lips kind of go like you can't see this listeners but they kind of like it's almost like they pucker their lips just before because they're like oh these leaves they look so delicious and then the tongue goes around and pulls the leaves out it was awesome Okay, so as you can tell, listeners, we really do like to dive into a topic. Yeah, yeah, as it says on the tin. That's our name. So we thought we'd also ask Fred a few more questions about a giraffe's neck. Is the joint, the bit that connects all the different neck bones, the same in a giraffe as other as other mammals? Um, the answer is no, they're actually specialised to be a bit flexible. So... The connections between these seven bones are different than our neck. So our neck kind of has a little scooped area and then it, the top fits in the bottom in the neck. So they match. It goes all the way down your vertebral column. Now, the giraffe neck is kind of like our hip bone. So you can spread your legs slightly and you can move them forward and backwards because our hip bone does allow for a bit of flexibility so the giraffe neck bones, they're connected by something very similar to our hip joint. It's got a rounded edge, which allows the giraffe the flexibility to actually bend the neck. Wow. If it had connections like us between the vertebrae, it could not bend the neck. It'd have to be stiff at all times, which then presents a challenge if you are a nursing giraffe. 
Oh. If you're a baby giraffe, how do you get to the mom's nipple if you can't bend your neck? It's very difficult, I imagine. Because the giraffe, remember, the baby's born, the neck is like a meter, the baby's another meter. Then the baby's growing, it's suckling milk, it has to get under to get to the nipple. So it has to have a flexible neck to do that. Then as it gets older, it has its flexible neck because it moves all around the trees. So the body can stay still and the neck can move to the top branch, the bottom branch, the side branch. It can do this watchtower thing. Can you imagine if our necks had those ball and socket joints? Like we might be able to turn our heads all the way around and freak people out. <laughs> That would be really useful too, actually. Not just freaky, but actually really useful. Like looking all the way around. It'd be like having eyes on the back of my head, but it's not the back of my head, it's the front of my head where the back of my head would normally be. I'm, I'm Well, that's because the eyes are the back of your head. Like, I mean, yeah. if they're looking forward, you know where you are. But if you're looking behind you, you're looking to see if someone's stealing the biscuits. And that can be quite stressful because if someone steals the biscuits, I get very uptight. <laughs> I can imagine. But I imagine also because you said this was slightly freaky, Maybe, Phil, maybe we should dress up as giraffes for Halloween. That is a superb idea. Although very difficult. Giraffes have had millions of years to do this. We've only got a couple of weeks. I mean, we'd also have to have quite long legs. Well, and four of them. My legs aren't very long, so that counts me out. Then, what about you? <laughs> oh, maybe we could do the, you know, the like, you know, the old horse costume stuff. If we take like some, one could be in the front, one could be in the back, and then we could have a third person standing on one of our shoulders to be the neck of the giraffe. It's seamless. It's ah, gonna work, Julie. It's totally gonna see, work. Come with me. Get, we should get Ashlyn involved. Oh my god, the intern! Perfect idea. She was born to be. Oh, no, no, wait. We've got to actually let her do the fun fact. So maybe we'll just talk about that another time. Okay, keep it secret. Ashling, are you ready? Ashling, are you there? Bum, 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 fun fact time. Hey, I'm back again. You thought you could keep me away, but no such luck. So I was looking back at some of the photos from when Phil went and visited the giraffes at the Dublin Zoo. Oh, yeah, it looked great, didn't I? Yeah, it looked savage. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. But I think you missed a big opportunity. Oh, what oh, What did I leave my keys? What, what, did, what do you mean? <laughs> okay, well, you went to interview giraffes, right? Which are really cool. They have really, really long necks, but they are just like almost all the other mammals and have exactly seven neck bones. So even though they look cool on the outside, it's the same old, same old on the inside. Damn, but that sounds like they have exactly what they should have. What's the problem, Ashling? We could have interviewed a mammal that breaks this rule. Well, wait, wait a minute, but... We know that there are over 5,400 mammal species, known mammal species, and 99.84% follow this rule of seven. So which ones are the rule breakers? Okay, this is my fun fact. There are only two kinds of mammals in the entire world that are true rebels that say, Rule of seven, no thank you. Nah, I'm going to do my own thing. Ooh, I like the sound of that. They sound pretty cool. They even share some quirky similarities, such as both of them are really good swimmers. Respect. They also have recent ancestors that were as big as a bus. That's pretty big. And they're often covered in slimy green algae and they move really slowly. Maybe a bit less cool. It's sloths and manatees. Woo, 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 woo. Manatees and some species of sloths, they break this sevens rule that the giraffes follow, and they have fewer 
four neck bones. Manatees, for example, they have only six. You're probably the first person that's ever gone, woo, slots of manatees. Like, <laughs> they sound kind of like if with only six neck bones, that they're like wearing a neck brace. And they'd have a tough time like moving around to move their heads. Well, luckily they make do with their really strong flippers. They also have these sensitive cat-like whiskers and their two upper lips, they can move independently of one another. <laughs> ah, funky lips. That's awesome. So even though manatees have almost no neck and even fewer neck bones than normal, they still manage to nibble up all that nom 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 sweet seagrass. Yes. Okay. And for the other sevens rule breaker on the other side, right, we have some sloths, which even put giraffes to shame. Yeah. Of all the mammals, three toed sloths have the most neck bones, eight to ten. Whoa. Yes. They have long, elegant necks that they can even turn 270 degrees in both directions, which, you know, is kind of like an owl. Well, you know, if you just hang out in trees all day eating leaves, I guess it's nice to be able to just, you know, turn your head and have a new snack. Yeah, that's pretty, um, just it's chilled out. But why do three-toed slots, how did they evolve to have extra neck bones, Ashling? Well, it's kind of more like their bones got reshuffled instead of having extra bones. They still have the classic seven as a basis, but their ribs, shoulders, and pelvis have just kind of shifted down their spinal column a couple of notches. So really what you're saying is those extra neck vertebrae, neck bones, are actually just upcycled old ribcage vertebrae. Yep. That sounds about right for a sloth's evolutionary story. Slow changes using what you've already got instead of wasting lots of energy on new bells and whistles. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a fair word. Actually, it reminds me I've got a sloth-related joke. Have you heard about the sloth uh, crossing the road? Mm. What? No. Yeah, never mind. It'll take too long. Because <laughs> it's a sloth. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, I did read about this during my research. It takes a sloth about five minutes to cross a road. But no, wait, I, it was a, that was a rhetorical question. You, you don't have to have the answer to everything, Ashling. To be fair, Phil, that sloth joke was a crime against humanity. <laughs> Julie, you're completely right. People and boats and pollution, that is no joke for sea cows. No, 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 no. no. That's that's, that's not what you meant. It's, it's true, though. It's true. Oh, no, it's a, um, humanity. They're little flippers. They get no, no, never mind. Never mind. mind. No. Okay. It's okay, Ashlyn. Thank you so much for this fun fact about these crazy animal oddities. It is one of my favorite topics. So I'll see you next week. Bye. 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 She really needs to work on her jokes. Like, they're worse than mine. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're both brutal. Dreadful. <laughs> Just dreadful, guys. Thank you all so much for making it to the end of our Let's Dive In show. We love making these shows for you. But of course, there's more to it than just having some fun. This show wouldn't be possible without Science Foundation Ireland. Our coordinators, Lorna, Sharon and Avian at UCD Explore. And of course, the one who oversees it all, Nikki Coughlin. And the one who oversees Nikki and everything else, Suzanne Kelly. Finally, a big, huge and giant thank you goes to you, our listeners, for listening and also for sending in your questions. Without you, we wouldn't have a show. So please like, share, subscribe and give us a review if you've enjoyed it. And if you feel so inclined. I mean, we're very much obliged. So thank you and, and bye. bye.